we worship you. We pour love on you, Jesus. You are the one who died and rose again. You're the one who paid the price for my soul. So why won't I worship you?
Hallowed be your name. 
worship you. We pour love on you, Jesus. You are the one who died and rose again. You're the one who paid the price. Thank you. 
We give the Lord glory. We give the Lord praise. The sun shines. Yes. The moonlight. Oh, 
We give you glory. Oh, God, we thank you. Oh, God, we thank you because you are so sweet. Oh, you're sweet to our soul, oh, God. Oh, God, we give you all the glory, God. Oh, God, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. You're sweet to our soul, oh, God. Oh, you're sweet to our soul, oh God. Mm. Oh, we give you glory, Jesus. You are all in one. You are only one, oh God. Jesus, you are one and only, oh God. Now, even when everybody leaves, oh God, you're still there. You are one and all. Oh, my God. Mm. Good morning, good morning. You are one and only, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Oh, we give you glory. God, we give you all the glory. We give you 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 the glory. Oh, God, we thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Oh, oh, yes. He is dried up. Come on now. Dry up. Oh my God. Thank you, Jesus, for being so sweet to our soul. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we give you glory, God. Mm. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Whoa. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Sweet, 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 Jesus, come on now. Yes, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Yes, Lord. Yes, sweet. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. 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 Yes, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We give you the glory. Sweetest thing Sweetest name. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Love you so. Yes, Lord. It's the sweetest name I know. Sweetest name I know. Come on. Sweetest name I know. 
the early morning. I want to see those that are obedient unto me. So many are not called to this early morning session, and that's okay. But those that it is prepped on their hearts to come, come on. We're not trying to make numbers. We're not trying to fill the seats. All we're trying to do is impart in you the word of God, imparting you what God is saying. Hallelujah. You may have your own church home. You may have your own ministry that the Lord have um, entrusted you with over your people. You saying, you know what? I want to come and get fed before I go on my uh, and do my Sunday morning service. You're welcome. Amen. This is a place not only for those, hallelujah, that are not unsaved, but it's those for that are saved, those that are in leadership, those that just need a refreshing, a reviving. Come on out. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Apostle Joe, if you can just lead us in a couple minutes of prayer here, and then we're going to go into our reading in the book of one of Psalms 133, where Evangelist Christian, and then we'll move right on in. God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, Hallelujah. everybody. Thank just you. stand. We bless your name and we magnify your name. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you. We commit this service into your hands. Prayer 203, I got that the Spirit of God is there. We believe in your presence. Thank we believe Lord. in your omnipresence. But we want to feel your presence more than before. Thank we you, pray Jesus. in the mighty name of Jesus Thank that you, the manifestation of your power and your glory will be stronger in this place. You, in the Jesus. mighty name of Jesus, Thank we you. pray that even as we gather together, your presence will be with us. Your guidance will be with us. Teach us, O oh God. Speak to us, O oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we come against every spirit and every power and every authority that will fight against us, that will wrestle against us through this gathering. In the mighty name of Jesus, help us, O God, increase our faith, O God, increase our faith, O God, help us be hearers and doers of the word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray the Lord, let your will prevail in the mighty name of Jesus. We cast down every evil imagination, and we pray that Lord, let the meditations of our heart be acceptable unto you, O God. Even as we come before your presence, O God, we pray that Lord, let the meditations of our heart be acceptable unto you, O God. We pray that Lord, your purpose will be fulfilled. Yes. In our lives today, in the mighty name of Jesus, it is our request that we will not leave your presence the same. It is our request that we will not leave your, your presence the same. We pray that even as we come before your presence, we will transform and change us through your word in the mighty name of Jesus. It is our request that, Lord, you will bring deliverance and salvation into our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that, Lord, even before we live here, you will answer our prayers, O oh God. You will speak to us, O oh God, guide us, O oh God, direct our steps, O oh God, for the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Most High God. We pray thee, O God, that, Lord, you may transform and transcend in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen and glory to God. God bless you, Apostle. Amen. And also we ask evangelist Kristen if she can um, also do the welcome and also read Psalms 133 for us. Psalms 
different and we just need to believe and keep believing so i just want to encourage anybody who is having a hard time believing and holding on to faith to just keep going and no matter what hunches or thoughts come in your mind from the enemy just ignore them and just jump up and say no because we have the victory through jesus and the holy spirit and father god and that's his desire for us is to win and and that's why he died on the cross for us was to give us the victory so just keep keep holding on it and um this morning is, is wonderful it's a beautiful day it's not too cold not too hot outside it's a beautiful crisp morning in february and we're gonna read so thank you jesus for waking us up and keeping us through the night and keeping us all lord and keeping the world um Thank you for Psalms 133. And we welcome you to Sword International Outreach um, Sunday morning worship service with our Apostle Robin and Pastor Joe. And um, Psalm 133 is behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell in unity. It is like precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments. As the dew of Hermon, as the dew descended upon Mount Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Like he um, just read, Psalms 133. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brother to what? Dwell together what? Unity. What is unity? Unity is being together as one. Unity is a unit. Unity is like family. Amen? And it says it is like a precious awe upon the head that ran down uh, upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, and went down to the skirts of his garment. My key scripture point here is as the dew, because we just said the dew, when we're up early, pressing in, pressing out, I know some that have come straight from work, working the 12-hour, 24-hour shift, and come right into the house of the Lord because they're coming after that dew. That dew is their early morning glory. That dew is their early morning praise. Amen. That dew is even in the midnight hours when we're spending time with God. Before we even make it to Sunday morning service, the dew is with us. It comes with us. And then the dew that's already in the house. Come on. That's a compulsion. When you bring in the dew, the glory, and the glory is already in the presence and the house of the Lord, that is a compulsion of what? Fire. As the dew of Hermon. And as the dew that descend upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessings, even life forevermore. So let's tell us when we're there in the early morning glory and the dew that descends. When something descends, that means that it comes down. So the dew we're talking about is the glory of God. It comes down upon the mountains of Zion. You're a Zion. You're the mountains. For there the Lord, not apostle, not bishop, but the Lord commanded the blessing. Why? Because you got up early. The blessing have been commanded to come over you. 
life forevermore. Come on. It's not just one blessing. The, the blessings chase you down. The blessings run you down. You ain't even got room. You know, you know when it's God, when people just keep on giving and keep on pouring and you don't even have the storehouse to store it. You ain't even got the room to, to, to pack it in. Everything is overflowing. But then you see sometimes a space that may be empty and you say, Lord, this ain't making sense. You, you're pouring all the blessings. The space over here is looking a little empty. You know, come on now. Then you get into a place and say, Lord, did you really call me? I'm, come on. We're going to be real this morning. I called you. But sometimes God want to see what you're going to do with just the small thing. And are you going to put as much work in Evangelist Christine that you will put into a thousand? You're blessed. Because before they all come, you have gotten up front. Come on now. So, to do, to do. To do is just so glorious. And I remember studying to do back when I first started in ministry with my father, uh, Reverend Jim Vickers, amen, and First Lady Robin Vickers. He used to always read the scripture to the congregation. And back then I wasn't so politically, spiritually sound, still learning and walking into my calling. I did have the revelation of it then. But as years have went past and I've experienced the glory, and the glory is not only have been with me then, but it's with me now. This passage of scripture even give me a more understanding of his glory. It's something about the early morning. It's something about the pressing. And it doesn't mean just day and night. But when you can press through something or sacrifice something to be in a place at a certain time or be in a destination place when sometimes it may take you an hour or two, you know, I remember when we used to do early morning intercession when we had to meet at the church at 5 a.m. Everybody wanted prayer on Sunday morning. Everybody wanted prayer during Bible study. But when this intercession team began to pray three times out of the week, no one hardly showed up for the early morning glory. And it's something about sacrifice. Yes, we can be at our bedside and pray at 5 a.m. Yes, we can lay in our bed and pray at 5 a.m. But it's something when you get out your bed and get in your car at 5 a.m. It's something when you can drive an hour or half an hour, some two hours. When you could have stayed in your house because the presence of God is in your house. And still pray. But the sacrifice is that you get up out of your bed. Out of your comfort zone. Out of a place of comfort. A place of warmth. Because you was warm up under the cover. You knew you had to get up at 10 to go to work. Come on now. The sacrifice is that you sacrifice your time. 
intercede for somebody else. That's the sacrifice. That's the early morning. That's the do. And maybe at midnight, 12 midnight, you got to get up at 5 a.m. But the Lord is calling you to midnight prayer. Do we know that 12 midnight, between 12 midnight and 3 a.m. is the time that the enemy begins to try to hijack the dreams of us as believers? That's why it is so important that we pray at midnight because that right there eliminates nightmares, torture, because that's the time we're sleeping. The enemy is trying to steal our tomorrow. He's trying to steal our destiny. He's trying to steal our purpose. But we can beat him to the punch getting up at midnight and praying. I remember on Friday nights we would start praying at 11, 8 p.m. But we would already be in the building by 9. And when you look up, it's about 2.30 a.m. Still praying and praying. It's something about intercession. It's something about prayer. It's something about meeting God at a particular time in a particular place. In order to receive and let that glory hover over you, not just in the church building on Sunday or Wednesday or whatever, but seven days a week. You need the glory seven days a week, not just one day. Because we are not of the world, but we're in it. We're, we're, we're out there. We deal with different personalities. We deal with different characters. We deal with different people in different situations. We need the glory of God because it's God. The glory is God. So when people say, oh, we're waiting on the glory. No, because if you're saying that you're a Christian and that you're a pastor and that you're serving God's people, how could you be waiting on God? That tells me you're doing it in your own strength. Because you don't have to wait on the glory. The glory is God himself. You just got to be in the right place at the right time to receive it. Amen? You got to be in the right place at the right time to understand the things of God. Hallelujah. Because God's glory is with us. Amen? God's glory will never end. Amen? So that's why I want to talk about, you know, I, I had to, um, I, I just think this right here, we're still in a place of God's glory. We're still talking about the glory of God. We're still talking about arising and shining because the glory of the Lord is upon us. Hallelujah. But I believe that as I begin to talk a little bit about my spiritual cake experience, this was something that I wanted to talk about. But one of the things before I talk about that, I want to talk about the oven um, ex, um, experience. Because in order for the true glory, the true glory, the glory of God is already in us and with us. But you have to activate it to another level. And when you're going through, it's hard to recognize the glory. It's hard to recognize, God, are you there? Why am I going through these things? Why am I experiencing these things? I feel like I'm in an oven experience. I feel like I'm being baked like a cake. 
evangelist Faith, she talked about how do we put together a spiritual cake when she gave us an assignment to break down different processes of baking a cake. And I had the oven. Glory. God know what to give you. When you have been through so much and it was only by the grace of God that got you out of what you were in you know that it was nothing but an oven experience amen hallelujah but one thing we do understand that Daniel experienced that amen I want us to read in the book of Daniel chapter 3 we're still standing on arise and shine in Isaiah 60 and we're going to touch right back on that but I want to come to you on this morning to briefly encourage you about your oven experience that you may be walking in because you said apostle how can I arise and shine I'm going through right now how can I arise and shine when my heart is feeling heavy how can I arise and shine when things are not going the way that God said that it would go the people was not a position on where God said that they would be positioned in how can I Arise and shine. How can I let my light come? How can I even just get up? Because we said arise means to what? Get up. Lift up. Move up. Push up. How can I get up? I'm in a rut. I'm in a, I'm in a pit. I, 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 I'm, I'm just so weighed down with life experiences. I'm so weighed down with things that keep coming at me. And keep coming at me for force. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. Speak through me, Holy Spirit. Let me decrease that you may increase. But the Spirit of the Lord was saying that your people receive your word. Let their hearts be open to your word. And let this word settle into their hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. Daniel 3 and 13. Amen. I need you to, to read it. Um, I'm going to start 12 through... Uh, I want to read 12 through 28, 12 through 28, hallelujah, Daniel 3, 12 through 28. So we'll have a apostle read Daniel 3, 12 through 28, and then we'll go from there, Amen. Oh, no, excuse me. Okay, I need you to read just 12, 13, verses 12, verses 13, 16. Yeah, read verses 12, 13, and 16. And then we have um, Evangelist Christian read 19, 24, and 28. Daniel 3, 12 through 16. Apostle Joe. Amen. Amen. Daniel 3, verse 12. 
there are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the providence of Babylon, Shadrach, Mesach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They said, Not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Verse 14. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, It is true, O Shadrach, Mesach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my, my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up. Now, if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sagba, salad, and dakrema, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image. Amen. Okay, okay. 19, uh, Evangelist Christian, 19, do, do, do what I gave you, please. Here you go. Speak into the mic. Okay, there we go. Now it, it's off. I don't know why it always does this with me. Um, sorry. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression of his face changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was. Uh, this is old English, sorry. Than it was to be heated. Um, there was a word want. I didn't want to say that. No, no. Okay, sounds good. And then, and he ordered certain mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their mantles, their tunics, their hats, and their outer garments, and they were cast into the burning, fiery furnace. Because of the king's order was stripped, and the fiery furnace very hot, the flame of the fire slew those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning, fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste, and he said to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? And they answered the king, True, O king. And he answered, But I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. The appearance of the fourth is like the son of their gods. And Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come forth and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and, and the stirrups, or the satraps, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not any power over the bodies of the men. Their hair in their heads was not singed, and their mantles were not harmed, nor the smell of fire came upon them. Nebuchadnezzar said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him and set at naught the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. 
Therefore, I make a decree, any people, any nation, uh, or language that speaks of anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb, and their houses laid in ruins. For there is no other God who is able to deliver in this way. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you both. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So this right here, we see that this is Meshach, Billy Go, Meshach, Rack, and Billy Go of an experience. Amen. Hallelujah. This was their experience. Amen. In the oven. They were, they, they, you know, then they was not able to worship their God. They, they could not, at a period of time, the king had an order. You could not do anything. But guess what? They said, no, we have to worship our true and living God. And they went against the king's command. And, you know, we always respect authority. Yes, we do. But God, the most high God, commanded them to worship him. Amen. Now, when we understand this experience, amen, this is a experience that some of us don't want to go through. But remember, Nebuchadnezzar was filled with so much anger. He was furious. Just looking at his facial expression began to change. Amen. Hallelujah. And then he gave a command that the furnace was to be heated seven times hotter than usual. Come on now. Our stove only go to what? 500? Most stoves? So just imagine that's 1,500 degrees. Come on. Now, I know the sun, when it's hot outside, it's hot when it's 100 degrees. But just imagine 1,500 degrees hotter. So that right there had to bring some type of fear to them. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not allow their fear to take them because they knew their God was with them. But as humans, yes, when those type of other experiences come, we sometimes walk in fear. We walk not saying that we don't believe God, but it can be a scary situation. But that's when your faith had to kick in like never before. Your faith had to drive you. Your faith had to lead you. You had to believe what God said. And that's why you have to study God's word. Because God's word has so many promises. His love and correction and direction is all in writing. It helps us understand even when we're in this oven that is seven times hotter than usual see he never even commanded not the weakest men but the strongest men in the army to tie them up amen 
because he wanted to make sure that they got thrown in this oven. You know, when you're facing this type of punishment, you got to have all force within yourself not to go in. So I believe that they was probably kicking and struggling, even though they knew God was there. Because why did he have to have strong men throw them in? That lets me know that they just didn't go in freely. Who says I'm going to go walk into a 1500 oven temperature oven? I don't care how much faith we got. None of us. Hallelujah. But even as they threw them into the furnace. See, the furnace was not just coals. But it was blazing fire. Shia, the Holy Ghost just... It just reminds me of Holy Ghost fire. Hallelujah. Not strange fire, but Holy Ghost fire. Blazing fire is like Holy Ghost fire. Glory to God. That's when the oven is turned up seven times. The Holy Ghost fire has to react. Hallelujah. So they were tied up. Still with their trousers and their coats on. Their turbans. And their other clothes. Come on now. And you know, whatever object is thrown into a fire, it makes the fire do what? Catch even more fire. When you throw in more wood or more paper or more clothing, it makes the fire what? Come up higher. Because you're adding to the fire. Hallelujah. But because the king's command was so urgent and the furnace was extremely hot, the flame of the fire, hallelujah, could have killed them. Could have. You heard my word, could have. Hallelujah. But it didn't. Amen. But they fell into the midst of the fire, in the midst of the furnace, when it was hot, tied up. It was nothing that they could do. No way they can escape. So just imagine being in this fire. Tied up. Come on now. You don't have your hands. You don't have your feet to wiggle out to get out. But when that door opened, come on now. They were hallelujah, like nothing had touched them. But Nebuchadnezzar saw a fourth person in there. The Lord. Unbelievable. He understood that these men did not walk alone. But the glory was with them. God himself was with them. Because when they were thrown in this oven that was turned up seven times hotter, it was God because God is the Holy Ghost. God is the fire of the Holy Ghost. So he was in the midst of the fire. See, the oven these three men was thrown into was very intense. I can imagine that it had a brick lining. Hallelujah. A furnace that melted like malice. Hallelujah. Which took a temperature that was seven times hotter. So remember our oven. Some ovens go to what? 500. They turned it up seven times hotter. Making it at a 3500 degree. Not just three times five, fifteen hundred. No, three times seven, 
one. Hallelujah. 2100 degrees. Amen. Hallelujah. Because no. Okay. When you look at it, 500, most stoves, 550. I'm not for sure. Five miles was like five. So seven times five is 3,500. Amen. Some may go 550. Some may go six. I don't know. Let's stay right there. 3,500 is still hot. Too hot. Come on. We can't even, we can't even survive in a hundred degree weather. When, when they have a hundred degree weather, they tell you to stay out the sun so that you won't what? Dehydrate. Be dehydrated. Amen. So this was three, 3,500 degrees hotter. Don't you know when we bake our food, we have to bake our food at a certain temperature so that our food will cook properly. But if we turn it up too high, it can burn. If we turn it down too low, it cooked longer. Amen. But this fiery furnace, amen, I believe was just them being turned up more in the anointing. Oven experiences brings the anointing. If you never had an oven experience, you have no anointing. The anointing come with oven experiences. Come with experiences that you know that if it wasn't by the grace of God, you wouldn't be here today. Oven experiences that made you almost give up on God, run out on God, and hide from God. Oven experiences. It allowed your anointing to be higher. Amen. So a fiery furnace, we sometimes have to go into for the anointing to be enlightened ten times higher. You say, well, why is he so anointed? Because of the furnace that he had to go through. See, you don't know their story. You don't know their pain. You don't know what they had to endure. You don't know what the temperature was on their oven experience. That's why their anointing in their life is so intense. We want the anointing handed down to us with no oven experience. We want the oven experience handed down to us like we deserve it. Oven, hallelujah, uh, 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 anointing is only deserved through your oven experience. You got to stay in that oven and let God be identified with you in that oven. Because that was the only reason why Nebuchadnezzar left them out. Is because he saw, come on, a fourth man. Other than that, he would have never opened the door. So he knew that their God was real. You got to know that God is in your oven with you. You got to know the glory of God is with you. You got to know that you got to arise and shine in this season because your light has come. It is your oven experience that brings you through the next oven experience. If you have never got to one, you will struggle through the next. You got to continue to praise God. You got to continue to believe God. And you got to continue to know that God is with you in your oven experience. Amen. See, fire represents the presence of God. Fire represents the glory of God. Fire represents the power of God. Fire represents the anointing of God. And because 
like he did for, for me, right, Shira, and then Billy Go. Even on of an experience when it was Nebuchadnezzar who saw the fourth man, who looked like what? The Son of God, walking around in the midst of the fire, amen? Walking around, knowing that how could three men be walking around in a blazing fire? Nothing but the true and living God. It was only God, amen? It was only God. See, in Hebrew, the number four is Dalet. It means a door. D-A-L-E-T. Dalet. Hallelujah. It means a door. Jesus is the door. The way to our deliverance and the way of escape of every oven experience. Amen. That's why we got to be fully baked. We got to be like a pie. An apple pie has to be what? Fully baked. Because if an apple pie is not fully baked, the crust won't be crispy. The dough won't be tasty. And the apples won't be done. So we have to be fully baked. Us being fully baked is our spiritual experience. We face as long as we complete the process. See, you have to complete the process, daughter. You have to complete the process, son. The oven is not an easy bake. Oven takes process. You don't just stick a pie in the oven and two minutes later you say it's done. No, it needs to bake. There's a time limit to everything that we bake. Amen. See, when we are prepared for our spiritual baking, the full process kicks in. And main ingredients and main directions is given to us in order for that pie to be fully anointed. Come on now. See, before you even put your pie in the oven, you have to do something before it goes in the oven. It is something called preheat. You got to preheat the stove. But before you even preheat the stove, you got to first prepare your pie. You got to get the bowl out. You got to get the spoon out. Then you got to get your pan out. The pan or the, the, the whatever you're going to bake your pie in. You got to prepare that pan. And in most cases, if you're doing an apple pie, apostle, you got to take the dough. Now, you got to prepare the dough before you prepare. Some pies are um, 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 organic, and some pies don't have a sweet. 
See, everybody want to go through just a microwave process in ministry. Nobody want to go through the oven experience. Amen. See, the um, the microwave experience is not going to bring the anointing. It may bring you to the podium. It may bring you in the pulpit. It may bring you before the people, but there's no power. There's no glory. The presence of God is not even there. Even though, yes, it sounds good and the music is playing and it's really radical in the place, but it's people really being changed. It's people really being made whole. You want to leave a result of a true deliverance. Amen. Life is full of disappointments. Life is full of pain and life is full of suffering and hurts. But the Bible tells us that if we suffer with him, we will reign with him. So I'm going to suffer with him because I want to reign. And because I want to reign, not because I want to be known and not because I want my name called. But he said if I suffer with him, I'm going to reign means that I'm going to reign in glory. I'm going to reign in joy. I'm going to reign in peace. I'm going to reign with wisdom and understanding. I'm going to be strong in the Lord in the might of his power. I mean when things come at me, it's not going to knock me down because I have learned to suffer with him. I didn't understand what suffering was. I thought that maybe I just did something wrong. I was not doing things right. I was trying to live holy. I was trying to live my best way and my best life unto God. But things kept happening to me, daughter. I mean, I would just say, well, why is this happening to me? And people would say, oh, she must be sinning. Oh, she must be doing this and doing that. But let me tell you, when you are suffering, it doesn't mean that you're sinning, glory. You're suffering for God. You're suffering for his glory. You're suffering to be closer to him. You're suffering to be with him. You're suffering just to suit with him. So don't let people put you in that type of box of perception, glory to God, and make you lose your faith because you are suffering. Amen. We may ask God why, and that's okay. But the good news is God is able to use these for our good if we trust him. He can give us, hallelujah, purpose. Not only so, but we also glory in our suffering, amen, because we know that suffering produces what? Perseverance. Ha! You would never have perseverance without suffering. Come on now. Perseverance just don't come because you're in God. Perseverance come through suffering. You won't never have character without suffering. Your character won't be like God without suffering. Because suffering brings perseverance. Suffering brings character. And character brings hope. <laughs> and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through his spirit. Amen. So these are some of the basic pie ingredients I'm about to talk about. Amen. They can't be easily exchanged or substituted. See, when you bake a pie from scratch, you can't substitute the ingredients. Because if you substitute the ingredients, it won't taste right. If you substitute the ingredients, it won't rise. If you substitute the ingredients, it's going to be dry. Amen. But if you want to have a perfect pie, amen, there are three very important things we have to do first. The first thing I told you, you have to what? Preheat the oven. Means that you got to get ready for the test of life. Hallelujah. And know your oven. Know how your oven work. Know your purpose. Know your destiny. Know the word of God. Amen. Choose and prepare your right pan. 
choose and prepare the right dish, the right pan that you're going to bake your pot in. You got to choose your secret place of prayer. See, when you choose that right pan, this is a place where you want to meet God at. This is a place where you want to pray. This is a place where you want to intercede at. This is a place where you want to just call on his name. Amen. So no matter what we face, our pie experience, amen, has to go through the preheated season. And then it has to come through the final preparation. We all have heard a lot of things about some great women of faith. Amen. And some great men of faith. But we can't put something in the oven if it's not preheated. Why? Because the oven is not hot. Come on now. See, your pie will most likely not be baked properly. For instance, the bottle may burn, but the inside may not be all the way cooked. Come on now. I'm breaking this thing down. I said I got to put all this thing together. Faith is like baking a cake. Faith is like baking a pie. Faith is like baking whatever thing you're like baking. If you only read the recipe, it doesn't do much good. You must experience the oven season to get fully cooked so all of your selfish ways can be seasoned. Come on now. With humility and selflessness. <laughs> no matter how bad we want to get out of the testing season. See, a lot of times we say, you know what? We're just going to go start our own church. We're just going to go start our own thing. We don't want to go through the oven experience because we know God called us. The devil is a liar. You have to go through preparation. It is not going to last because you just went and you was not sent. You have to be sent by God. That is the difference. So no matter how bad we want to get out of it, amen, it is like flour, an ingredient, amen, that is so essential for baking. And without it, come on now, it won't get the right structure. Because when you bake in an apple pie, you have to use flour and water. Come on now. In order to make the dough. <laughs> Even if you go buy it at the store, that's how they made it. It was already pre-made. But you're making it from scratch. See, God makes us from scratch. He makes us because he has he have, um, handcrafted us in his hand. He has handcrafted us and he knows every hair that's on our head. He has made us so unique. He know what we're going to go through. And we, he know what we're not going to be able to stand up against. But at the end of the day, when you know that the flour is the main ingredient, the essential ingredient of the baking, amen, and you know that without it, it won't have the right structure, amen. See, this right here represents God's character. You need the right structure. You need God's character. You can never do great things in the kingdom of God without God's character. Amen. And it will never bring the presence of God if you don't have God's character. Because God's character brings the presence of God and the Holy Spirit represents God's character and the presence of God is what is evoked in our lives even when trials come in our life when we face the preheated experience. Amen. But at the end of the day, Romans 5 and 35 reminds us that we must stay grounded. Amen. Romans 5 and 35. Let me read that really fast. Hallelujah. Romans 5 and 35 says, hallelujah. It lets us know here that 
excuse me, 25, it says, who, um, hold on, let me see. Romans 5. Okay, here, I'm sorry. Romans 5 and 3. Let's, I want to start at 3 and 5. And, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produced what? Perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who have given to us. Amen. Hallelujah. But right here in number 8 of 5 and 8 of Romans, but God demonstrated his own love towards us and that while we still sinners, Christ died for us. So even during our banking experience, even through our experience, God still keeps us grounded to know that he is able. God is able to blend good and the bad experiences in our lives together for our good and for his good purpose. Amen. Let's go to Romans 8. Hallelujah. That takes us right here to where I want to be. Romans 8. Hallelujah. Romans 8 says right here. Um, let's go. Romans 8 and I'm going to come out of the King James Version. 18, I want to read 18. It says, For I consider that the sufferings of his present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed to us. For the earnest expectation of creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Amen. And then I'm jumping down here to 28. And we know that all things work together for the good to those who what? Love God. Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things, not some things, but all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to what his purpose, amen. And because of his purpose, amen, altogether we have been created. And altogether we have been created to what? Have a purpose. We are meaningful, amen, useful and tasty, just like our power would be after it is fully baked, amen. So we must remember the basic ingredients, amen, as we begin to bake our pie, hallelujah. Those ingredients, amen, sometimes can be flour and eggs, hallelujah, butter and sugar, salt, and some type of liquid can be water or milk, amen. And sometimes you need a leveling agent, amen, maybe some baking soda or some vanilla for flavoring, amen, hallelujah. So let's go ahead and mix all these ingredients together. Hallelujah. Let's add what God knows to properly disperse the first ingredient, and that is flour. Flour represents our faith. Amen. Flour holds all the ingredients together. Amen. God will sift through all of our brokenness, all through our weaknesses and sin, and make us lighter and make us more uniform in texture. Amen. Which improves our baking process. Amen. Because when you put the flour and you begin to mix in all the things, then there is a structure the flour has. It is like the, the main ingredient. It is that solid part that sticks everything together. Amen. It gives us the base. So if you're baking a pie, the crust and the layer of that pie is the flour. 
flour and then whatever other ingredients you're going to do you're going to pour it on top of there amen but it's going to all mix together amen so yes challenges will dissolve into our lives just like butter amen hallelujah butter can be bitter or sweet amen butter can be also like sugar it can be a little sweet in it amen but like flour god would take all of our ingredients and hold it together just like we hold him together we got to keep staying in god and believing in god and know that as we stay in him he is holding us together amen god will let us feel him and know him we will feel like life sometimes may be beating us up but god is mixing all these ingredients that i'm talking about together because it tells us that he's working things out for the good to those who love him amen so because i love him he's working all these things out amen he's making it lighter he's putting uniform to it amen and then not only is that even though life may be sometimes beating us up god is still mixing all the ingredients together he's working it out for our good our batter hallelujah is our testimony amen it is showing others how hallelujah we have stood in the oven that batter is when you mix up hallelujah the flour and the water and the oil and the butter and everything that i'm going to talk about that's the batter but the batter i'm talking about is your testimony your testimony amen is what's bringing you out your testimony amen is going to be a blessing to others because it's by the word of our testimony amen and then after you mix in that butter you gotta put the eggs in amen eggs is to evoke more value amen to keep the finished ingredients together with god to be what equally yoked meaning being equally yoked in marriage being your equally yoked in god amen in his in, 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 in the relationship with him not being unevenly yoked with believers or unevenly yoked with marriages amen no you have to be evenly yoked eggs yoke us together amen put things together make things be working together for our good and then we're gonna add in some butter hallelujah that add leveren add moisture and flavor to every bitter moment we face in life just for a little while then god's anointed is smeared all over us for his sweet savior amen like sugar which represents jesus being the sweetest name we know amen to bring structure which make our spiritual pie soft and moist please don't try to substitute sugar because it complements the liquid extract as we put in the vanilla flavor in the eggs amen see that's why in 2023 god is bringing us forth he told us to arise he told us to shine and let our light come because the glory of the lord is upon us god's blessing his joy his sweetness amen his correct measurements because in every ingredient you need a correct measurement to make sure that you're not putting too much oil or too much butter or too much sweetening or sugar or whatever the case may be into the pie but you need the right amount of laughter the right amount of a smile a right amount of joy a right amount of excitement glory to god just like sugar amen because the sugar amen is what brings the sweetness but then you need a measure of salt 
Amen. Which ye are the salt of the earth, who shall not lose its flavor. God will preserve the color and flavor. So we will never try to skip huh, the process. We won't try to skip the oven process. We won't try to skip the saltiness of life. Our life will lose its flavor, not our milk from flowing, which is another form of liquid. Amen. You may have liquid. You may have water. Water represents the Holy Spirit. Amen. Milk represents milk flowing with honey hallelujah but the two of these liquids add in moisture it makes the other ingredients to mix well for smoothness god will take the worst unstick ingredient of depression of anxiety of addiction and bitterness gossip and sowing discord disobedience and anger hate and rebellion or dysfunction that appear to be a mess but use it to function properly in order to build strength and structure so know that your depression know that your anxiety Know that whatever you're going to, it is not to break you, but it's to make you. It's to make your anointing to be more, hallelujah, intense. Amen. God is smearing his anointing over us right now. God is saying, arise and shine. Your light have come. Glory to God. It is bringing strength. It's bringing structure. Amen. And you're going to be able to have your own personalized testimony to share it with the world. Our life is like a pie recipe. Experience which brings us. Uh, humility, loyalty, faithfulness, and flavor, and moisture to our pie. Now our milk and honey can flow continually, and last and must not least, a lever agent may be baking soda, which is my favor, the Holy Spirit. See, baking soda helps us soften and take off weights of life. It likes us. It softens the batter, which helps the pie to arise and shine and know the glory of the Lord is upon us. God knows the right circumstance that won't cause us to be bitter, won't cause us to be unforgiving, won't cause us to be angry, nor dry, but help us to elevate and shine to what we need to shine to, to have moisture. Amen. Flavor is the extract, maybe vanilla flavoring. Amen. Man. I remember when my grandmother used to go fishing, we had to make up our weedy balls, and we added in vanilla flavor. Why? Because it was the flavor that drew the fish. Amen. When they smelled the vanilla, that was called them to come to the bait. Amen. So it's something about your flavor. Your flavor got to be sweet, and your flavor got to be noticed. If your flavor ain't noticed in sweetness, guess what? You ain't the glory of God ain't with you. Your flavor cannot be bitter. Your flavor cannot be unscented. Your flavor needs to be scented. Needs to be have a fragrance of the Holy Spirit. Needs to have a fragrance that represents God. Because it is the abstract of vanilla flavor to be added to our pie experience. So we don't skip any of these steps in baking our spiritual pie and leave or leave out nor change any of these basic ingredients or substitute any of these things that I've mentioned to you on this morning, I'm telling you, you should be able to achieve a well-baked apple pie. And it's going to be delicious. It's going to be moist. It's going to be good. It's going to be fulfilling. And they're going to say, who made this? Can you make me another one? Matter of fact, could you start a, a, a pie business? Because this pie is surely good. Amen. That's because you know how to go through the oven process. That's because you
you know how to stay in the fiery furnace hallelujah in order to identify the fourth man which is god come on when you identify the fourth man in your fire that's when you know that when that door open when that dialect open glory to god which is the door hallelujah you can walk out and know that you won't smell like smoke glory to god you will be able to walk into anything that come your way even though um, life may hit you this way and life may hit you that way but you will always have that oven experience you will always remember that you know what i wasn't in that oven by myself god was in that oven with me and it was only by the grace of god that i'm able to walk and able to do what god have called me to do but if he was not in that oven experience with me because that oven was turned up seven times harder i would have been dead right now but because he was in that oven with me he showed me how to maneuver in that oven he showed me how to move through that oven he showed me how to get out the dialect the door of that oven and when i walked out that oven come on i was positioned in a place of obedience i was positioned in a place of loyalty i was positioned in a place of humility unto god and now i'm increasing hallelujah my ability to mix every ingredient i got a question for you on today are you willing to trust god and allow him to mix the ingredients together for you you may be in the oven right now looking at the clock and wondering when the timer gonna go off because yeah you need to make sure you time it timing is everything you can't go out in your own time are you willing to wait for that clock to go off because god is a skilled baker we must trust god preparing the process our greatest lesson many our greatest ingredients that's in our pie have been wrapped in one great has sometimes may be wrapped in our greatest failure but god knows when the mixer should be on the low speed when to incorporate more ingredients when to mix the batter together until we are smooth and ready to be baked god bake us just like that like a pie god bake us just like that like a cake god put us on a potter's wheel and spin us around and say you know what no this ain't what i want i want it to be a little bit more perfect come on now i need that love to be a little bit more i need that joy to be a little bit more if we attempt to skip any of these ingredients or go ahead of god our batter may become overmixed, therefore become dense, become dry, and life without a fairly uniform texture. First Peter 4 and 12 and 13. When life gets really difficult, don't jump to conclusions. That's what that scripture says for us. Amen. First Peter, let's go there. First Peter 4. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, God is speaking on this morning. We thank you, God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Wow. First Peter 4 and 12. It says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. It's going to try you. You cannot get out the oven. Experience. Bible already lets us know. First Peter 4 and 12. Beloved, do not think it strange. Meaning, don't think that you have done anything. Don't think that, oh, you may have failed me. Don't think that, come on, concerning the fiery trial, which is to what? Try you. Okay, let me um, go with Amplified Version. Beloved, do not be amazed. Meaning, don't be surprised. Don't be bewildered at what? The fiery furnace. Or the fiery ordeal, which is to take place to test your what? Quality. As though something strange usually added to you in your position were befelling you. 
What you made of. You know, a fabric has a quality. Either it's good quality or bad quality. That's why when you go and you buy a comforter, you got a hundred thread up to almost what a five hundred thread. It is the quality. Amen. See, when life gets really difficult, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on his job. Instead, be glad that you were considered. Be glad that you are in the very thick of what Christ experienced. Because he was, come on, look what God, look what Jesus went through. You think you ain't going to suffer when you say that you his? You said you sit at the right hand with him? When you sit at the right hand with somebody, that means that that's, that's your ace. That's your one and only. And you think you're going to sit at the right hand and don't suffer? And not go through nothing? Who is your Jesus? Those that suffer with him go what brain with him. Amen. Hallelujah. So be glad that he has considered you. This is a spiritual refining process with glory just around the corner. Glory all up in you. Glory that's sitting upon you, in you, through you. God can't do a new thing if we keep on doing the same old thing. And we keep talking about the same old thing. Oh, I feel like this. Oh, I feel, that, we felt like that in 2020. We went through that in 2019. This is a new thing. He said, arise and shine. Your light has come. Meaning that you have graduated. From 2021, 2022, he is happy with you. Some people did not make it to 2023. But because you made it, you did something right. Amen. When we keep mixing our own ingredients, our own life failures, our life, which is the pie, may appear dressed up on the outside but undone in the inside which leave our, come on, pie tasteless and full of no substance. But faith is like a baking a pie. It's like baking a pie. If you only read the recipe, it doesn't do much good. See, God calls all things what? To work together for our good. For those who what? Love him and that are called according to his good purpose. See, not all pie ingredients taste good by themselves. Some taste good and some don't. They all have purpose, though. When we present ourselves to him and approach him with humility, he helps us to what? Overcome our struggles. You may have been sidetracked. You may have been distracted. You may have been thrown off. But guess what? No matter what happened, no matter what you've been through, God has kept you. God has sent you through your ingredients and you will come this far by faith. We knew that the devil wanted to sift you like we, but God kept you. So my prayer is that you will choose God preparing process, that you will stand in your oven experience. Because he knows the correct measurement of despair, of embarrassment, of dis disappointment, of hurt, of brokenness, and how together all the right ingredients, making us full of flavor, full of value, full of texture and softness, and giving us a structure 
that can only make us grow and elevate to the next level. For all I trust him because I know that God is mixing all of our ingredients, all of our life spirits work together, which that will feed others and continue to remind us to stand on his word and know with, with the greatest confidence that God, hallelujah, calls all things to work together for the good of those who what? Love him. To those who are what? Called according to his what? Purpose and plan. And willing to what? Be that finished spiritual pie. Cooked inside out for his glory. So the reason why the process is so intense is because you're not just cooked on the surface. You cook inwardly. That's where inwardly repentance comes. Now let's bake. Don't shake. Be still. And know God, he is God. The last step that I leave with you on this morning, let it cool down. Let your pie cool down. When you take it out the oven, let it cool. Now, you are anointed for this. You're built for this. Get ready, get ready. Your spiritual pie has risen with flavor. It has sprang forth. Hallelujah. To go forth. Amen. And now you're able to arise and shine. And let your light come because the glory of the Lord is with you in Jesus' name. May God bless you. May God keep you. May the glory of the God of God continue to resonate in you. Continue to allow the glory to resonate. Mean let it flow from you. When you walk in a room, let the room be brightened. Let the room be light. Because your light have come. I went to a basketball game yesterday, just ordinary little Robin. And when the lady walked past, she came back and said, ah, why you? You look so, look at all of us, you look so dazzling. You look so beautiful. And I said, thank you, you know, because to me, I just had on a regular hat and just, you know, but it was the light, the light. It wasn't my clothes, it was the light, the light. Have come. She saw the light. She saw the glory. How about Shia? That's what we need the people to see the glory. We need them to see the light. We don't need them to see our fashion. We don't need them to see our eye color. But we need them to see the light that comes from us. The light that resonates from us. The light that is in us. Because that light is the glory of God. May God keep you. May God continue to hold you. Oh, my God, I'm so full. I am full from that word from the Holy Spirit. My spiritual pie has been baked. I'm about to go eat a piece. Hallelujah. And I know it's going to be tasty because I have kept all the ingredients together. And I let God bake me. I let God keep me. It was only by the grace of God. It is only by the grace of God that you will be kept. So take this word and be encouraged. When the enemy try to remind you of your yesterday, and the enemy try to put you through torture at night back from your year before, you tell that devil, no, 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 no. I have arised. And I'm shining. And my light has come. And because my light has come, you are blinded. Because you don't like light because you're in darkness. So let my light shine. Let that God arise and let my enemies be scattered. In Jesus' name. My enemies of depression, my enemies of oppression, my enemies of anxiety, my enemy of human composure behavior.
Arzell, 513-615-4514. Hallelujah. Don't come in the house of the Lord empty-handed, amen. No matter what you have, amen, you give, amen. That's one of the things I've learned. You come to the Lord, any place in the house of the Lord, you come not empty-handed. Hallelujah. You can't say, I'll come back next week. Can't say next, uh-uh. Because guess what? We ain't promised next week. We're not promised. Hallelujah. And it's one of the, the things that the Spirit of God told me to say, and I'm saying this today, have to be obedient. 